You are now entering the very world of Milton Jones. Good evening, I'm Milton Jones. Discipline at school was like always really, really strict. Uh, if we messed around at all, we used to have to go and see this bloke with no arms and no legs and no body. <laughs> Called the head. <laughs> and if he wasn't available, uh, we used to have to go and see this other bloke with no arms and no legs and no body and a cowboy hat. <laughs> who was Mr. Brown. I don't know about you, but I really hate sitting in traffic, because uh, I always get run over. <laughs> if you're being chased by a police dog, try not to go through a tunnel, then onto a little seesaw, then jump through a hoop of fire, because <laughs> they train for that. <laughs> Unfortunately, at this moment in time, I'm being chased by a bull, and I've had no advice on that subject. I'm here in Spain as a holiday rep. The theme I chose was the emancipation of slaves in Britain and the independence of Uruguay. Apparently it wasn't the 1830 holiday most people were hoping for. <laughs> the bull's getting closer now. My life begins to flash before my eyes. Blimey, I spent a lot of time asleep, didn't I? Hello, Milton, and welcome. Hey, who are you? What happened to the bull? I have the power to make everything grind to a halt. Are you a French lorry driver? <laughs> no. You're some kind of angel, aren't you? That's right. Milton Jones, everything you've ever seen or done has been captured on closed-circuit television. Well, I was born in the suburbs. Why don't you call it police camera acting? <laughs> yeah, if you like. So you know all the answers to the big questions, like who shot Kennedy? Oh, haven't you seen KFC? <laughs> Don't you mean JFK? Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. KFC was the film of who shot Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Colonel Saunders got shot. Who by? Well, there was a petition. I, I don't know. I only saw what people show me. But you can choose good things, bad things, pretty well anything you like. Um, let's have a look. Blimey, spent a lot of time asleep. Yes. <laughs> anyway, let's take a hint from this bull and run through what's in front of us. Uh -huh. Um... Why don't you start with something happy? Most people do. The birth of a child, perhaps. They said that I was too immature to be a father. But when I saw the first few seconds of my son's life, I thought to myself, <laughs> He's naked! <laughs> <laughs> when my daughter was born, she had jaundice. So there she was, small, round and uh, yellow. We called her Melanie. So, the happiest time of your life was the birth of one of your children? Oh, no. Someone else's. Oh, right. Yes, I see. At one point, you're a registrar of births, deaths and marriages. That's right. I found it quite difficult to take it seriously, though. Hello. We've, uh, we've come to register our child. Yes, come in. It took us ages to decide a name for him. <laughs> right. Oh, he, he's lovely. What's the name going to be, then? Uh, David. David Jackson. <laughs> Not the same as the mass murderer. Mass murderer? Are you serious? Oh, yes. David Jackson. David Boyle-in-the-bag Jackson. <laughs> Never heard of him. Oh, well. 
Alexander was our second choice. Alexander Jackson. The initials, AJ. What's that? It's Indonesian for appalling smell. <laughs> Adj, what a smell, they say. Oh, dear. Why don't you try something else, something with a bit more of a ring to it? Why not try Ringo? Ringo Jackson. It's a very popular name these days. Well, OK, if you're sure. No, no, hang on, hang on. I don't want my baby called Ringo. I don't believe anyone else calls their baby Ringo. Give me that book. <laughs> yes, look, the last three babies' names are John, Paul and George. <laughs> you're not taking this seriously. I am. Trying to get someone to call their baby John was really hard. Why? It was a girl. <laughs> these are people's lives you're playing with. Nah, it matters to the parents, but no one else cares what your baby's called. Something. David means beloved. Well, Ringo means savoury corn snack. <laughs> that was a good one, then. <laughs> Sorry, love. Look at these in the other book. I just muddled the columns up. Place of birth, angina. Cause of death, Guildford. Right. <laughs> I'm going to complain about you. What's your name? And no silly answers. Milton. Oh! You're listening to Milton Jones, the best bits of his life. Names can't be that important. Most people's signature is a complete scribble. You wouldn't talk like that. I hereby promise to pay you the sum of £140, and my name is... <laughs> Sometimes I wish that I had done something more adventurous. I was stuck behind a desk too long. You always worked in an office, then? No, I was moving furniture and I got stuck behind a desk. <laughs> Three months I was there. Survived on bits of chewing gum stuck on the underside. Really? According to my records, you could have seen so much more of the world. Well, they say that travel broadens the mind. I saw an advert in a newspaper once saying £15 will buy a bicycle for a doctor in Africa. So I sent them £30 with a note saying, look, send one of the bikes to me. But if you'd only taken a few more risks, Milton Jones, you could have been this man. As many of you will know, earlier this year, I had an horrific experience, whereby I spent 22 days and 22 nights in an upturned hull. No, 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 no. That's not true. I spent 22 days and 22 nights in hull. <laughs> it was an horrific experience, I can tell you. People ask me how I managed to survive in the sub-zero temperatures without any clothes on. The answer, lucky Heather. No, 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 no. That's not true. Lucky heater. <laughs> I found one. I'm also the world record holder for smashing a window into the greatest number of pieces. No, 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 no. That's not true. It was a widow. <laughs> An adventure is one golden rule. Always boil all the water. Of course, this can really slow you down if you come to a lake. <laughs> Last week, I was up Kilimanjaro. No, 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 no. That's not true. Last week, I went up to a man and killed him for his gyro. <laughs> well, you've got to get sponsorship, haven't you? Mind you, if you're going to get sponsorship, don't get it from the Tropical Fruit Juice Group, Five Alive. Very bad for morale to have a big expedition, lots of luggage, and the words Five Alive written all over it. <laughs> Next month, I'm off up Everest without the use of oxygen. No, 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 no. That's not true. Without the use of Oxy-10. <laughs> Never been done before. Not on this particular face, anyway. <laughs> I remember
remember once I was reduced to the size of a flea and went up another terrible face. That's right, Donald Sindon. I fell into an awful cravat. Sometimes people ask me why I do all this. I say, well, it's a bit like banging your head against a brick wall. It's an enjoyable experience from start to finish. And that is true. Although, after my last adventure, I was on the verge of being a psychopath. No, 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 no. That's not true. I was on the verge of a psychopath. <laughs> Just outside Stevenage. Milton Jones is being charged by a bull, and not before time. We're looking back at his life, 1.7 seconds until actual impact. Looking back, I seem to have wasted so much time. Biology O-level, for instance. I worked really hard for that, and it's never been of any use since. I'd have been better off using that time to learn to hang glide. All right, then. Let's have a look. The skeleton consists of 206 individual bones linked to each other at the joints. They provide a flexible... Fr Jones, what are you doing? Get down from that cupboard. <laughs> oh! For the first time in a biology lesson, I'm not wasting my time. I can fly! Whee! <laughs> You'll notice that the fibia is protruding from the <laughs> lower half of the leg in what is essentially a compound fracture. What is it? But my whole life hasn't been wasted, has it? <laughs> no, it hasn't. I've done my best right from when I was a child. I've always had a personal crusade against corruption and lies wherever they've existed. Mr and Mrs Brown first met Paddington on a railway platform. In fact, that was how he came to have such an unusual name for a bear, for Paddington was the name of the station. The Browns were there to meet their daughter Judy. Who was coming home from school? A number of years ago, a bear was found at a railway station in West London. He claimed to be from Peru. His escapades in suburbia were captured in several successful books. And yet, closer examination of the case reveals some inconsistencies. Tonight, in the Very Jones Report, we prove that the adventures of Paddington Bear are just a bunch of made up stories. This is Paddington Station. I'm joined by Operations Manager for Rail Track Western Region, Vince Calder. Hello. Mr Calder, the trains that arrive at this station, where do they generally come from? Well, most of the rolling stock arriving here comes from the West Country. When you say West Country, Mr Calder, what is the furthest west a train can come from? Fishguard. <laughs> so you never get any trains from Peru, then? Peru? <laughs> I'm speaking to Helena Dixon, public liaison officer, British Transport Police, based at Swindon. Miss Dixon, just supposing a bear got off from one of the trains, what would you do? A bear? Oh, I don't know. Call the RSPCA, probably. Even if he was wearing a duffel coat and a sou'wester? <laughs> we went round to 32 Windsor Gardens, the address carelessly given away in the books, and tried to confront Paddington Bear himself. Hello? Hello, my name is Milton Jones from the Very Jones Report. Are you Paddington Bear? What? <laughs> come, come, let me just remind you of some of the facts. You say that you are from Peru, yet you arrived at a domestic railway station. But I suppose Heathrow Central Bear wouldn't have sounded nearly as cuddly, would it? <laughs> what? 
You had a note tied around your neck saying, please look after me in English, not your Aunt Lucy's native Quechua Indian. <laughs> and we have spoken to several naturalists, and all of them agree that bears would not naturally eat marmalade. What have you got to say for yourself? I see, just giving me a hard stare. <laughs> Is it true that under these clothes... Oi! No, it's not. Taxi! <laughs> That was The Very Jones Report. Next week, Dr. Seuss. We expose what really happens if you put a hat on a cat. So, Milton Jones, do you have any regrets in your life at all? Uh, I always got a lot of splinters. Don't know why. Hopefully I won't get any more. Touch wood. <laughs> There are a few things I would have done differently. Well, you're in luck. I'm allowed to take you back to one event and rewind it like a cassette so you can get it right this time. But only one, so make it important. Right. Well, I remember visiting my gran as she lay on her deathbed. What a terrible brand name that was. <laughs> I'm surprised they sold any at all. <laughs> gran. Gran. It's me. Milton. Hold my hand, lad. I've not got long now, boy. Who's that? Have you got someone with you? Don't worry about him, Gran. It's just Mr. Peters. He's a valuer from the estate agents. <laughs> Quick, that's it. Take me back. I've not got long now, boy. Who's that? Have you got someone with you? Don't worry about him, Gran. It's just Mr. Robinson. He's a valuer from the estate agents. <laughs> That's better. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> you don't want to offend estate agents. They mess you around enough as it is. Actually, my gran was a singing teacher. Me, 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 me. Selfish, with it. <laughs> Always insisted on putting her hair in a bun, uh, which is why she got the sack from Burger King. <laughs> really? I did have to eat a lot of biscuits when I was younger. We never got anything cooked. Looking back, I can see why. I always remember my dad saying, I've stolen more meals belonging to my children than you've had hot dinners. <laughs> it wasn't easy growing up in Wales at that time, in the recession. Even the singing was reduced to leaving messages on each other's answer phones. Once a week, we'd get together to form a voicemail choir. <laughs> and then I fell in with the wrong company. This is the holiday cottage. You know what to do. We're not going to torch the place, are we? Don't be daft, lad. Those boyos were the sons of Glen Dower. Right. But we, we are the sons of Glen Miller. Oh, hello. Can I help? Hit it! Dustin, this is terrible. Let's go back to London. Oh, you're right. Let's go. You lost your accent then? Yes, it gradually wore off. Though apparently you can still hear it in certain words like goose and effervescent and also Apparently. You don't always understand what people mean, do you? Sorry, I don't understand what you mean. Well, what I mean is, even when you were at school, you took games quite literally. Milton, do you want to go behind the bike shed and play doctors and nurses? All right. 
Okay, nurse, get me 10 mils of adrenaline IV to start a plasma drip. <laughs> and tubium, cross typing for an FBC and pre op. I want chest films, ASAP, TPRs every 30 minutes, and for goodness sake, nurse, get those pants back on. This is a sterile environment. <laughs> You're telling me that's normal for a schoolboy? No, when I was older, I'd quite often go behind the bike sheds for a smoke. Kippers, mainly. <laughs> I was on 60 a day at one point. In the end, I had to wear one of those things that help you cut down a kipper... Patch? Tie. Um, but have you ever thought why other children would never play with you? Um, is it A? No. No. <laughs> well, it's got to have a vowel in it. <laughs> it must be I. No, sorry, I'm pulling the lever. <laughs> rhythm! Is it rhythm? Please! Yes, all right. Somebody cut him down. <laughs> mm, yes, thinking about it, I was only invited to a birthday party once. Right, Barry. That's the blindfold on. You've got the drawing pin, haven't you? Good. Now go over to the donkey. Left a bit. Right a bit. Stick it in there. <laughs> oh, that looks nasty. Anyone fancy a game of operation? Right. You'll notice that the bull's horns are now about an inch from your face. Yes, thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> and so what better time than now to tell you a secret of the universe? Is there anything you've always wanted to know? The grand unified theory of physics? The mysteries of the pyramids? Yes, there is something. Tell me. Who was Uncle Ben? <laughs> Uncle Ben? The man behind the rice. One of my forgotten heroes of cookery. Right you are. Uncle Ben grew up on a rice plantation just outside of Houston, Texas. While other boys in the 70s were into girls in hot pants, Uncle Ben was obsessed with grills and hot pans. <laughs> he ate rice, he drank rice beer, and he even slept on a bed of rice. Rice paper sheets and a couple of pilaus. <laughs> yeah, his big break came at his niece's wedding when his was the only rice thrown that didn't stick to the bride's face. <laughs> Mind you, fame and fortune didn't come overnight. After one unsuccessful launch of a new line, he released a single called It's Basmati, and I'll cry if I want to. <laughs> when Uncle Ben died, his body was covered in cling film and put in a freezer to be reheated sometime in the future. <laughs> Once I was threatened with being turned into a fermented rice drink, but I said, all right, all right, no need to be sarky. <laughs> So I was in this band once. It was me, Milton Jones, on drums. Tom Jones on vocals. Watch you, pussycat! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Monkey's heartthrob Davy Jones on tambourine. <laughs> in the horn section, Indiana Jones. And the lead guitarist was Corporal Jones from Dad's Army. Couldn't think of a name for ages, but then eventually we came up with one. The Smiths. <laughs> 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 
I see. So the band toured Spain? Oh, no. You see, after that, I set myself up as a hypnotherapist. Right. And open your eyes. Good, good. Very interesting. <laughs> right, for the next few days, I think I'd like you to use this relaxation tape. Oh, right. Well, how does it work? Easy. Hey, oh, get off! <laughs> right, that should stop you boring me senseless with your childhood <laughs> memories. Listening to the remarkable story of Milton Jones and how he remained alive for so long. But at this moment, he's been charged by a bull with 0.8 seconds to impact. Why is this bull chasing you anyway? I've no idea. I can see the red in its eyes now. No, hang on, that's just the reflection of my jumper. <laughs> ah. Suddenly I feel so alone. Do you? Yes, I always have done. There were times in my life I was so desperate for someone to say hello to me that I'd have to keep wandering in and out of the Disney store. <laughs> it was then that I decided to go to Africa to work for Oxfam, open a second-hand clothes shop out there. <laughs> of course, in some countries, they won't even allow you to take their photograph because they believe that it captures something of their soul. But you see, if that were true, then people who are photographed a lot, like uh, supermodels, they would have really shallow, vacant personalities. <laughs> Eventually, I ended up in South Africa. And there you fell in love. I met her through my friendship with the anti-apartheid activist, Sergeant Bilko. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not true. It was Steve Biko. <laughs> She was a member of what was previously one of the main opposition parties to the South African nationalist government in Carter, now a successful software encyclopedia. <laughs> Before the end of apartheid, she had worked in a nursery and was forced to teach children government-approved nursery rhymes. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men were just passing by. They had nothing to do with his killing. It was just an accident, I tell you. She thought she recognised me from a film. She came up and said, Cry freedom, freedom, I cried. <laughs> to celebrate our love, we joined an animal adoption scheme. Every month a rhinoceros would send us some grass and berries. <laughs> and in return, we'd send him a photo of how we were getting on. We moved to Britain to get away from the memories. We rented a quiet holiday cottage. But by a cruel twist of fate, our first night together was disrupted by some Welsh terrorists. <laughs> there was nothing I could do. The band went off without warning. It was too late. I never saw her again. Soon after that, I visited the Tourist Information Bureau just to find out a little bit more about tourists in general. <laughs> Fortunately, I met some in the street who asked me the way to the nearest toilet. I directed them back to Spain. Aha! Aha! We've, we've finally got you to Spain. Well, that's all we've got time for. 0.3 seconds till the bull smashes into you. What a shame. <laughs> all I did was see a sign saying cattle for sale. 
I put on a cup and saucer costume and was going to run round like China in a bull shop. Right, I've got to go. I've got a couple of others on hold. Wait, that can't be it. Please. Oh, come on, cheer up. You're not the worst. Look, I know. I'll play you a couple of bits from other people's tapes. Listen to this Russian bloke. Can't you read? It says, please knock. Now I've got to clean all this up. Sorry, Mr. Pavlov. <laughs> See? You're not the only one. And what about this one? This is Jerry Spiro. He's a PR man meeting his first client. Jerry, we wanted to hire a PR company because we felt that launching the first ever English hamburger restaurant, we needed to come up with exactly the right name. So what have you come up with? Hope it's a strong image, nothing too wimpy. Oh, dear. <laughs> Goodbye now. 0.1 seconds to impact. Take care. Not that it'll make any difference. <laughs> People always say they remember where they were when Kennedy was shot. Well, I'll never forget it. I was shaking and running around in a completely random fashion, along with all the other sperm. <laughs> Dried tomatoes, they don't sound very interesting, do they? Sun-dried tomatoes, mmm. <laughs> i tell you what's more trouble than it's worth. Tumble-dried tomatoes. <laughs> I love cooking things in oil, me. Oh, yes. Sausages, pineapples. But sometimes I feel as if I'm just frittering my life away. <laughs> Well, this is it. Hang on. He looks strangely familiar. That boy in my class. Half human, half bovine. He was the school bull. We made him milk minotaur. It's him. Geoffrey. It, it's me, Milton Jones. I'm sorry about the game of British Bulldog I organised at school. You know, with the real dogs. <laughs> ah, he stopped. He's, he's running away. Geoffrey, come back. Let's go for a coffee. I promise not to have cafe au lait. <laughs> oh, well. Still, I've managed to cheat death again. From now on, I'll be more careful. Take more care. Be nicer to people. Look, there's that Basque separatist I met earlier. Hey, mate, I'll carry that package for you. Hey! That was The Very World of Milton Jones, starring Milton Jones. It also starred Melanie Hudson and Dave Lamb. The show was written by Milton Jones with Dan Evans, John Holmes and Andy Hurst, Mark Evans and James Bachman, and Tony Roach. The producer was David Tyler, and the programme was a positive production for the BBC.